the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey, what's going on? Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Man, I think this is a first in... I've been doing this for a while. I've been doing Very Bold Radio for like four years, and before that, Beacon Radio for another three or four years. I don't feel like I've ever had an attorney on the show, You've so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I've been missing out. I'm excited. <laughs> I've been missing out. All right, this is Todd Marquardt. I practiced that name uh, over and over. No, I'm just kidding. Todd Marquardt. Did I say it kind of yeah, close no, to that's, it? that's it. Your website is very helpful because it says just Mark and Quart. Like put a quart it of milk, yeah. Quart of milk, right. A lot of people call me Mark because uh, they don't, they <laughs> they don't think that's listen your first to name? my first name. I say Todd Marquart and they say, oh, nice to meet you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> How do you correct them? How do you handle that? It depends on whether I want them to remember me or not. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you not want to remember you? Well, do you remember uh, the show Parks and Rec? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, of course. Um, Ron Swanson. Yeah. Had this line where he said, um, every once in a while, I call somebody by the wrong name on purpose just so that they know that I, I don't care about them. Oh, my gosh. I don't do that. But that's why, you know, some people call me by the wrong name. It, it's You're not just a like, big nah, deal. That's fine. Just let them go. Just let them go. <laughs> All right. I want people to know you. We've uh, You were a blessing to me. You had me on your show, Talk Law Radio. And we, you interviewed me about all things very bold and, and all of that. I want people to know you. It was really cool. After I did that interview, I got a text from a pastor, Abdin Garza, who just was singing your praises of what a great lawyer you are. You know, Todd's great, and which inspired me. I'm going to get an appointment for my wife and I. We're going we're gonna to meet with you to set up a, great. a will. So, yeah, I appreciate that in advance. I probably should ask your fees before committing to that because <laughs> now you, you're just going to set the fee wherever you want. But I want people to know you. And one of the things I was asking about, this may seem like a strange place for them. If they know me, it's not strange at all. But – there's a connection when um, I ran in. I don't even know how this came up, but Jennifer Fox, Alamo Heights. Um, I guess it's because I knew that your son played baseball. Yeah. I think you mentioned it, but you yeah. were – it was very humble, just like uh, I mentioned, you know, uh, yeah, I know the baseball coach at Harlan or, what, or you know, I've, I've met Jason. And you said, yeah, my son played baseball. And that was mm-hmm. kind of it. Yeah. And I did not come away like with the impression that this this son of yours must have been quite a uh, stud baseball player because yeah. you were very humble about it. Well, he he was, but <laughs> he like, was like most of us, our our faith walk uh, takes turns. Yeah, uh, when you least expect it, and so 
Oh. Um, it was my belief that that he could have played uh, in the big leagues um, someday. Yeah. He he had planned to go to college. Um, he did all the right things. He was healthy, you know, all four years of high school, and yeah. his fastball kept getting faster. And he had three or four other pitches as well. Wow! That he could that he could throw for a strike, and so uh, all the schools noticed. And he got offers to go all over the country. Give, give me an example, Mr. Humble, again. Like what, what schools like? Well, were, I think Wichita State would yeah. have been the, our ideal school because both of the coaches there not only played Major League Baseball, but they coached Major League Baseball wow. before, before ending up at Wichita State. Yeah. But if you know anything about that area – yeah. There's not much there other than the school. They have a cool kind of old town that they've redone. But, yeah, yeah. there doesn't seem to be a whole lot in Wichita, Kansas. Well, the, no offense. the people of Texas <laughs> did a really good job at brainwashing my children into never leaving the state. He said – So they I'll, did go to public schools, yes. <laughs> he, he said, I'll, I'll go anywhere as long as it's in Texas. Wow. Okay. Good for Texas. And so he was he was supposed to go to Incarnate Word. Yeah. And he had a full scholarship there. A full um, scholarship. Yeah. They don't um, give those out in baseball. No. That's amazing. No, they gave him the. They offered it to him. Um, I guess it was the beginning of his junior year, and uh, that they said he was gonna he was gonna be the centerpiece for their for that for his class. Yeah. That he was going to be like the leader of that pitching class, um, but I won't go into why he didn't end up there because okay. I'll get very upset. Oh man, what does that mean? But, but, any, but anyway, um, Thomas is happy. He's, okay. he's going to uh, junior college, and he's got he's focused on you know some career in the outdoors. Okay. Um, all of my children ended up in in very different places than from where I would have ended up. Really, uh, I'm sort of a boring guy, you know. Um, my my oldest son, he was ready to move out of the house when he was 12. Okay, you know he okay. was that confident. How many kids do you have, real quick? Just three, so I, three. three. Okay, Reagan's the oldest, then okay. Thomas. Okay, Thomas, um, his. First word wasn't mama or dada. It was ball. Uh huh. Yeah. I, believe I was it. always just rolling the ball across the floor to him. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was just uh, something I did. And he always wanted to be outside. Yeah. And that, that just wasn't me. That's not you? <laughs> I was always reading. Yeah. You know? um, okay. And, and then my daughter, she, she's, she's an athlete too. Uh, all three of them were. And okay. Uh, I really wasn't. Uh, you were not everybody an in my family. I come from a family of athletes, but uh, I wasn't much interested in it. And I I did play because my dad wanted us to be well rounded, and so I ended up on golf. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. I played for the high school golf team. Where was that? Uh, in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my focus was on music. Oh, and so that's the one thing that my kids and I have in common. We all played the alto saxophone. Oh, okay, <laughs> wow. Yeah, my wife played the clarinet, and and we we 
did band all four years of high school. And then I also played uh, for the Texas Tech going band from Raiderland. Really? Yeah. I, but I, I, I didn't march the saxophone. I marched the, the sousaphone. Okay. Which all my instructors thought was strange and crazy and weird because it's not usual for a uh, woodwind player to cross over into brass. Um, but my junior year of high school, they needed sousaphones, and they already had 25 other saxophones, and so I, I said, why not? Wow, okay. All right, so so back up with what was your third uh, child's oh, name? Oh, that's Caitlin. She plays volleyball. Okay, yeah, she's a volleyball player. That's right. Okay, um, I am curious what you can tell or share. You said that faith, you know, takes many turns and everything. So for Thomas, what were you? What can you tell us about? I know there's some things you don't want to tell us about, but uh, as far as well, I'll tell you how <clears throat> faith shaped my journey. I love it because love I it. I was going to be a music major. Yeah, I was uh, going to play in the David Letterman band. Whoa, what? <laughs> well, I wanted to. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my dream. No, no, I know. That's your dream. Like, I've just never met anybody who that was their dream. Yeah. Like, how did that happen first? I just, I watched the show. Of you course. know, they had a screaming saxophone on there that was just awesome. And uh, my first semester at Texas Tech, I think I changed my major two two times. So the, um, I was supposed to be a doctor. Because, you were going to be a doctor. Okay. Um, my granddad was an eye doctor. My dad was an eye doctor. And so I said, wow. well, I couldn't pass piano because, I don't know, my brain just couldn't get my two hands to work together at the same time. Yeah. And so I said, well, maybe I can be a doctor. <laughs> And then um, I kept forgetting to go to my chemistry lab. It was only once a week. And, you know, it was like Wednesday afternoon, and I'm sitting in my dorm room thinking, oh, no, I'm supposed to be at that lab again. And so I ended up having to take chemistry three times. Three third just, times a charm. Just trying to get a better grade each time. Yep. And uh, I, I fell into this, uh, this government class political science that I really liked. Wow. And so I thought, well, this is more interesting to me. I'll just see where this leads. Just from taking that one class. Yeah. It, w it was all about setting up the first government. You, you know, you're a, a people of tribes. How do you draft a constitution to bring people together? Yeah. And there's different ways of doing that. And that, that was really interesting to me. Wow. So from that class and just being interested in it, you decide at that point you're going to change majors or you decide yeah, to – Yeah, I did, I did change majors. I didn't know what a person could do with a political science degree. I, I didn't realize until later um, after, I, after I graduated from college, I went to uh, work for the state land office in – New Mexico in Santa Fe. I was the legislative liaison there. Okay. And I didn't really see anything exciting that the government workers for that office were doing, but my desk was actually in the general counsel's office. I didn't work okay. in that department, but that's where they had a desk. 
and he was doing a lot of oil and gas stuff. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just said, well, maybe I should go to law school. And, and so <laughs> I, I applied everywhere. But while I was working there, I m- met the general counsel for the New Mexico State Police. Okay. And I told her I'm applying for law schools. And she said, well, you have to go to St. Mary's. Really? In San Antonio. Wow. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I'll apply there too. <laughs> and um, what I didn't know is that the dean at the time, Bill Pyatt, he was also from New Mexico. Oh. And so it was his habit to try and recruit students yeah. from New Mexico. And so when I got – I came to St. Mary's to visit yeah. and talk to the deans and everybody was really nice. Now, I'm not a Catholic – uh-huh. I'm I'm Catholic light. I'm, I'm You're Lutheran. Catholic light. You're Lutheran, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um I appreciated being there because I didn't realize how hard it was gonna be. Okay. My college experience was relatively easy. You know, if you show up to class, you do the homework, you take the test, you can you can get A's. You go to lab if you go to lab. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um but law school was different. Um, because you have to compete with the other students. Really? So even if everybody gets the same, if if technically your answer is correct, well, then everybody's going to get a C plus. Okay. You can only get an A if oh, you write God. your answer better, more clearly, or or more logically sound or reasoned out. And so uh, wow, that was hard. It, it took me about a year and a half to figure that out. And and after I did, I, I did a lot better. Um, but the whole process of just, you know, trying to accomplish something I had never done before, competing with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, that brought me close to God. Really? Yeah. Tell us about that. Praying. You know, for patients, uh, because at the same time, uh, my I had two young children. Um, oh man, this is an yeah. adventure. Yeah, so I would come home and they would think it was time to play, but really it was oh, time for me to continue studying. Oh man! And so uh, it it was hard for all of us, and I just prayed a lot, and that led me to to go to different people at my church. Shepherd of the Hills and just say, hey, I, I feel like I need to be doing something. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. And um, so they they would introduce me to various roles in the church. About the same time, I had an opportunity to go study the law in Austria. What? At Innsbruck. What? And so I went there and so the whole family goes. I don't know how no, this works. No, just just okay. students. My my wife will tell you how oh, upset she was oh, about that. Oh man, leaving her with the the small baby and the young child. Um, and you're, st- I, you're still I, I married. Just, I just yeah, want to make sure you're I, I still just, married. I don't think about these things. I, I had the opportunity, and yeah. so I went. <laughs> wow, your wife is a saint. Yeah. I don't know if that's Lutheran also or right. Saint Light, but so when I was there. I don't know how it came about, but I would run into these different European people on the train or at restaurants, and I would stumble into a conversation about God. Really? And 
at, huh. at first I was really upset about it because they would say, I don't believe in God. Mm. And I would say, how can, how can you say that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, the, the creator of the universe is listening to you right now. Yeah. Wow. And so That's I good, would, Tom. I would tell them that, you know, I believe Jesus died and paid for our sins yeah. and someday he's going to rise again. And so will we, and they would just say, I don't believe that. And then that was like the end of the conversation. Yeah. Wow. You know, so I went away feeling like I had failed in my duty to evangelize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but later, just by continuing my faith walk and study of the Bible, uh, going to church, it seems to me that that sometimes you just plant a seed. Yeah. And so yeah. that that maybe that was my only job, and, right. and so that I I feel okay with that now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So um, that, but that was a part of your faith growing, right? Was talking about it, and I mean, sharing with people, even though that just ended the conversation. Yeah, I don't believe that. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, how long were you in Innsbruck? What are we talking? I was about? only there for six weeks. Okay. All right. That's a pretty good chunk of time. Right. Yeah. Your wife still deserves some sainthood. Yeah. And and you know I, I I was lost a lot. You were and, lost and a lot. And so I would just pray. You know, yeah. God. You know, I don't know where I am. Please yeah. help me find something um, that I can get my bearings on. Help me to. Get off the train at the right time. Wow! I, I was lost on the train one time, and all my all my companions were somewhere else. And you know, just by a miracle, I I get off. They're there with what? all my bags. <laughs> they weren't happy that they had to carry all my bags, but uh, God saw wow. me through some wow. some strange incidents over there in Europe. And and so all of this has sort of led me to somehow try and use my faith or or try and evangelize because of my faith. Wow. Um, starting my own law practice, that, that was an adventure that, that I didn't know that I would be on. I, I prayed, God, do you, know, do you want me to continue to work for this law firm where I was before, or do you want me to start my own law firm? Yeah. And uh, and and then I got fired, so that kind of answered it. Yeah, wow. showed me the direction to go. And I, in law school, they don't teach us how to run a business. I imagine not. Yeah. And so it it was hard to figure things out, like uh, overhead and payroll taxes. Yeah. And, and so um, I feel like God, I I couldn't have made it this yeah. far without His help because I was destined to fail from the beginning without having the right education and skills and tools right. to run a successful business. But uh, my dad always said, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. And that, that always happened. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when, when did you, how long ago was it that you started your own law practice? What 2009. We, man, that's not that long ago, I feel yeah. like. Okay. Well, it's been a tough I, uh, 13 years, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, tell us, uh, was there a point where you felt like you kind of turned a corner? I mean, starting a, a startup is hard, like you said, and you have to learn all these other things. Well, I'm, I, I have this internal drive that won't turn off. 
Really? And so as soon as I get comfortable, then I start something else. And okay. So I'm always in a state of discomfort. Okay. And and the, I don't know, maybe God likes that because that's when I rely on him the most. Yeah. Is in a state of discomfort. So at a certain point, I mean, so you, you got it going and then you felt like God was then saying, okay, now do this or whatever. You're just always ready to kind of do a new thing. Well, some things that I try don't work. Okay. I've, yeah, I've, me too. I've, you uh, and me both. I've had satellite offices in New Mexico. I had another satellite office in Georgetown, Texas. And I poured tons of time okay. and money and, yeah. and lots of resources into those things. And I, I just couldn't get it to take off. And okay. so, you know, at some point I just say – I'm going to do something else now. Well, in in 2019, I was sending out letters all over town, okay. all the media, yeah. saying I'm going to do this elder law seminar at the education center. And I get an email from uh, Baron, who used to work here. Yeah. And, and Baron Wiley. He the man. said. Um, Gosh, anybody that's uh, writing letters probably would appreciate radio. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Baron Wiley. Yeah. Well, I ha- a f- couple of years uh, before that, a few years before that, I had done a show with JJ and Bobby. Okay. Here at nine thirty a.m. The answer. All right. And I only had a 12-minute segment, yeah. but I was like, man, that was awesome. And, yeah. then, and then it just sort of went into the background and right, right. I moved on with practicing law. So when Barron said, hey, you could have your own show, I thought, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he tested me out and I said, yeah, I could do this every week, I guess. I'm not smart enough to know – what all the problems are that are going to come up. If it sounds good, you know, I just try it and hope for the best. Yeah. And it's it's working pretty well. Yeah. I, I've done three and a half years now. That's... 136 unique episodes. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Well, and I know, and I want to give credit because we share a producer, programmer, engineer, uh, video director, all these things. The marksman is what I call him here. And uh, so, and I know it's amazing to have him for us. So I know it's got to be the yeah. same way for you. Um, him taking care of everything. He's sitting there. He can't clean up for Facebook. Sorry if you're on Facebook and my coughs <laughs> are just going crazy, but uh, he will clean it up for the podcast. They'll be gone. And uh, so anyway, collectively, we say thank you, Mark, and happy belated birthday. Appreciate you. The Mark's Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So um, Talk Law Radio, uh, when when can people listen to that? That's Saturdays. Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yep, on AM 930. The answer, we're on AM 630, the word, so I get the 930 a little confused. But um, yeah, so what else has God got for you? We got a few minutes left still. Well, the... My passion for the radio show is to talk about the law, to yeah. help people discover the legal issue blind spots that they might be missing. Yeah. But also, I like to talk about the gospel. Yeah. And I've had a really hard time finding pastors to join me on the show. Okay. If you're a pastor and you're brave, 
please join me. We'll talk about an issue uh, on the radio that both hits the law and the gospel. Yeah. So I like to talk about the federal law, you know, United States law, also Texas law, and then switch gears and say, what does the Bible say wow. about this? So some of the shows that I, I've yeah. done before have been um, the law and gospel of divorce. Oh, wow. We were just talking about uh, that. Yeah, with uh, Pastor Dan Mueller. He's uh, a retired pastor from Shepherd of the Hills. Okay. And uh, the law and gospel of what happens at end of life. Wow. Uh, with another retired pastor, uh, Patrick Erickson from uh, Garland, Texas. Okay. Uh, I've talked with Pastor Phil Doublestein, uh, who is at the pastor of Brooks Church and also the interim director at the Lutheran Inner City Network Coalition. Cool. Yeah. And so I've talked with him about the long gospel of charging interest. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the long gospel of estrangement. Yeah. Wow. And the long gospel of abortion. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Who'd you have on for that? Well, I just had him. Okay. And, oh, I gotcha. Uh, so I, we, we went through, you know, the decades-long uh, legal history of, of abortion rights. Yeah. And, um, and then, of course, he talked about what the Bible says and, and even confessed that um, you know, sometimes it's hard to talk about that yeah. subject um, when people have passion on on multiple angles. Right, that. for sure. And so I, I was nervous about doing that show. I, yeah. I didn't know if people would call in and, and right. say nasty things about me. Um, sometimes they, they do that on Facebook. Oh, um, what fun. <laughs> what a joy. <laughs> But that's what I like about Talk Law Radio is, yeah. is talking to people from the community, other lawyers in different yeah. areas of their expertise, and talking to pastors and, and just bringing both perspectives. This is what the law says. This is yeah. what the Bible says. And hopefully, like you, you prayed about prior to our show, uh, hopefully we reach somebody somewhere. Right. Yeah, I know you do. And I want to say as we close um, – that uh, I'm, I'm giving a shout out to my pastor in New Braunfels, Jason Powers. He would be great on your show. I didn't, you know, the day you interviewed me, I didn't think like, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to think about that. And he would be great. So I'm shouting out okay. Jason Powers. And uh, so I'll reach out to him and say, man, you need to be, be on. He's, cool. he's got some good things to say. You'll have a good time. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's very happy that the Astros won. He is a baseball guy all the way. So. Um, anyway, well, we're going to sign off. I'm going to go run over to Alamo Heights, and I'm blessed to talk about Jesus over there with some students for Curios and uh, two times. I'm very excited about that. And then later today, I'll be at Johnson High School with Coach T.P. Miller um, talking to them before they get ready for their playoff game. So, man, this has been a fun-filled day for me already. It's just great. And, Todd, having you on has just been awesome. I thank really you. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I want to remind you, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're listening to the um, podcast or listening on AM630, The Word, 
I really like what Tom talked about just in terms of that discomfort of uh, God putting new things on his heart, new things to try. And I that resonates with me. Sometimes things that I try, um, they work. Sometimes they don't. But it's always exciting and you're always learning something. So I want to invite you just maybe – maybe that's not quite your personality, but maybe there's something, just some discomfort that God is calling you to do, to reach out to a neighbor, to reach out to someone that you're estranged from, to to forgive somebody that you don't want to forgive because you're comfortable in your unforgiveness. There's all sorts of different ways. Or maybe God is planting a different thing on your heart. Or maybe like me, after talking to Todd, I was like, man, I need to set up an appointment to talk to Todd. Um, so it could be all sorts of different things. But I just encourage you to listen. And the way to listen is to kind of start with just the hope that Jesus has given you, the way he loves you, and what he's done for you in the past. He's been faithful. He's going to be faithful again. That's just the way he is. But think about those things. Sometimes you just have to stop and think, wow, God did that. That's right. God got me through that. God got me uh, all the, at the right train stop. I mean, just we build up those things to build up our faith. So I want you to think about that. And then you can go and say, okay, Jesus, I want to be very bold. How can I step out of my comfort zone? What do you want me to try? What do you want me to do? So I'll sign off with this. And you can email me, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com. Don't forget about Talk Law Radio. TalkLawRadio.com is the website, I believe. It's got more information uh, about Todd, and he's got a website about his practice as well. I didn't even go through his credentials, man. He's got all sorts of credentials, Texas Rising Star lawyer, year after year after year, all the accreditation, uh, great man, and um, man, you just you want to know him. You need to know good attorneys, and Todd Marquardt is one of those, so that's good. Anyway, uh, Apostle Paul, he wrote this in 2 Corinthians 3.12, and this is how we sign off. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.